That's a classic right there. What does I got five on it mean? It's about drugs. It's not about drugs, it's a dope song. Don't do drugs. Get in rhythm. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Can't believe how big Dave got. Did you hear Gabe got a boat? <laughs> He's kidding, right? He's not kidding. Hey, I think it's vodka clock. Oh, yeah. Where's Jason? Where were you? I didn't know if you were lost. Stick with me, and I'll keep you safe. There's a family in our driveway. It's probably the neighbors. But y'all scared of a family? Hi, can I help you? Zora, put your shoes on. If you want to get crazy, we can get crazy. What are you people? It's us. They look exactly like us. They think like us. They know where we are. We need to move and keep moving. They won't stop until they kill us. And we kill them. Listeners, we're back. You're listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We're a podcast that talks about a horror movie, and yes, we will spoil that movie, and we're going to try not to spoil recently watched. Uh, we're not professional critics, we're not trying to be, and we do thank the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. You can find their music on Amazon or iTunes if you want to buy it digitally, and say hello to them on Facebook, where they are, the Moon Rays. And, um... We just went and saw a new movie. Yeah. We don't get to do that very often. No. And uh, even less often do we get to go see something and like it a bunch. Yeah. So we saw Us, the 2019 Jordan Peele joint that uh, 
just dropped what a week ago. Yeah, last weekend. Yeah, so it's normally you know a movie's been out a week or two and you don't have any trouble getting a seat. Mm-hmm. And we went yeah, to it was a, sold out. A, yeah, Saturday afternoon showing, just two thirty p.m. and we had to sit in the uh, basically the uh, front row. Second, yeah, we were second row technically. I don't know who could sit in that front row. <laughs> Nobody. No. That's why they weren't selling tickets for that row. Oh, they weren't at all? No. Yeah, why do they even have seats there? I don't know, because it looked like we were the front row. Yeah. So, so um, recently watched. Jolien, you got a couple things? Yeah, last night uh, I got um, the Blu-ray of the Maltese Falcon from the library, and I, so I said to Emily, oh, we should watch, we, we, you know, I've got that. Or I recorded a couple of slashes from last night on the TV, and, and she said, oh, I can't watch two great movies in one day, so we ended up watching um, Final Exam. Oh, okay. Which is a very lame um, 1981 slasher in, I think it was shot in Carolina somewhere. But it's like this campus at the end of term, and there's a few students there, and then there's this dude, he's just a stuntman, he's, there's no mask or anything, he just wanders around and starts killing them about an hour in. Um, and then, uh, and then that was followed by uh, Night School, which we talked about on the show, which right? Yeah. The Boston one with uh, Rachel Ward in it. Yeah, it had one, the one uh, of the better ones. Yeah, it had the chili with the head in it. Yes. Spoilers for that <laughs> one if you didn't listen to that well, episode. It kind of leads you to believe that the head's in the chili. Wasn't it in the chili? Mm, it no, kind of plays with you. The I... hair is in the chili. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not where it turns up. Yeah, I may have remembered that wrong. Yeah, we took great precautions to make sure dogs wouldn't be barking through this whole podcast yet. Dogs are barking. Yeah. At least at least they belong to this house. They're not just random, you know, alley strays. So at least we're not recording in the dark. That's true. That was, that was fun. Yeah, <laughs> listeners probably couldn't tell last time, but uh we did end up losing power and having to stuff batteries into our recording unit and finishing that way with the lights going off and on the whole time mm-hmm. it, it kind of makes you understand how that's effective in a home invasion movie the whole cut the power thing yeah so anyway what else did you have was that it? that was it yeah okay will anything um no oh okay i did watch a documentary called let's see it was called the inventor out for blood in silicon valley this is an hbo documentary um from this year and it's about elizabeth holmes who uh said she had invented this miraculous miniaturized uh, blood lab mm. and they were going to take uh basically a, a fingertip is that dracula's dog <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they were going to take a, a, a pinprick of, of, of a fingertip and small amount of blood and put it into this this magical piece of technology that was going to do like all of these blood tests and tell you all of these things that could be wrong with you and maybe save your life. And, um, Spoiler. I, I yeah, I was going to say, uh, I really don't want to ruin this for anybody. But it doesn't sound like it's going to be successful from the way you're saying it. Well, do you remember running across one of these at Walgreens? Yes. <laughs> yeah. We all have tricorders today. <laughs> yep. So uh, it goes into some of the um, P.T. Barnum-esque things that may have been happening. And, uh, well, it turned out how it turned out, and I really don't want to spoil it because we said we would try not to spoil that stuff. But uh, It was a scam. 
Yeah, okay. You could say that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to confirm nor deny that. So, Was it a scam? Well, I don't know. Maybe it was a lot of... Could wish- it be a scam? <laughs> Could it be wishful thinking? Did I mention on our last one that I did catch up with uh, Curse of Oak Island when I was on the road? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I got, I got the two episodes I hadn't seen yet. And there was a new one about to drop when I headed back. So uh, I'm only behind one episode. They found more variations and digging the hole. Mm, yeah. Finding nothing. Yep. So far. Excellent. Well, they, they found all kinds of things that aren't treasure. A couple of coins here and there, but those could have been dropped by other searchers yeah. or planted there. Could it be a bunch of bullshit? Could it be? <laughs> yeah, totally possible. Um, so that's it for me, just that one documentary. And uh, I mentioned watching a bunch of Drunk History. I know I, yeah. I, I mentioned that Urkel played Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. Okay. So that's covered. Um, yeah. Should we talk about us? Us. Yeah. Let's talk about us. Yeah. It's not you. Yeah. It's me. We're never going to talk about this is us, so let's just talk about us. Uh, This is us. Is that an NBC show? Yeah, it's this emotionally manipulative show on television. Yeah. And nobody ever seems to be really happy, so there's not a lot of levity on that show. Mm. I just can't hang with it. Um, So us. Jordan Peele... Uh, gave us Get Out, and it's like, well, he he captured lightning in a bottle. Can he do it again? Do you guys think he did it again? Yep. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking this is about ninety percent as good as Get Out. Yeah. So. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, Get Out's not a perfect movie, but it's really, really close. Yeah. And this one, it's really close to an almost perfect movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh we went we saw it um the, the real horror and i was almost going to say something about how um, man they should make a horror movie about a parking garage but they did I, P- yeah p2 p2 i still haven't seen it but i've not mm-hmm. either yeah it drove around in circles for 20 damn minutes Ooh. Yeah, we got out afterwards and we went down in the basement and and uh <laughs> there's this poor couple they didn't look that starved and aged so they hadn't been down there long oh okay but they were looking for the exit oh man it was like jumanji they're like can you get us out of here (laughs) but yeah they they wanted they wanted someone to show them the way it's like yeah i dropped breadcrumbs but some damn underground dwelling birds ate them we should tell them to walk out slowly you know because they've got to adjust to the light that's true that's true i knew that was going to happen hold on a sec Gotta, now now, now we, we're in here with the dogs. Now the dogs are going to want out. They want in, you let them in, then they want out. Yep. yep. So we saw this movie. And uh, Jordan Peele, basically, I think, Jolien, did you say it or did your wife say it? Um, there's Jordan Peele and then there's everybody else. Yep. Uh, that's how I feel. I think that's the division now, isn't it? Yeah. Just like there was a time when you could say, you know, John Carpenter and mm-hmm. everyone else. And, uh, you know, maybe he'll return to that form, but I doubt it. No. This is this is what's happening now. So what were your first impressions of this? Did you? What were your expectations is probably a better question. Uh, expectations, I don't know. They were pretty high were you, after Get Out. Were you prepared for disappointment? Uh, I'm always prepared for disappointment. <laughs> That's a way of life with you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
So expectations are high. You thought, he, he, how's he not going to do it again? Yeah, I hoped he would. Same. You know, uh, and of course that fear's always there that he just totally botched it. And, yeah. You know, or he was a one, one note wonder, mm-hmm. one hit wonder. Yeah, that does happen sometimes. You know. And I tried to think of, hold on. <laughs> Things just gonna be chopped to bits. Mm. We just need some background music. That well, we've got through. plenty of songs that you can edit in there. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. I'm trying to think of an example of a filmmaker who nailed it, and you're like, "Oh, wow, this is gonna be a thing," and then they just never got it right again. The guy who did Donnie Darko. Yeah. But if you rewatch Donnie Darko, and does it hold up? It does if you don't watch the director's cut. Uh, I would imagine that would be a thing. Yeah. Because it, it was about right where it was at. I don't think we need another half hour or 45 minutes no. or whatever. And I don't remember the differences between the two, but I felt the director's cut was a lesser film. Yeah. Usually that's the opposite, but... Yeah, there, um, here's a good one. We saw The Witch, mm-hmm. and we're still waiting for, um, oh, wow, what's that cat's name? Anyway, the guy the guy that uh, wrote and directed that one, Yeah, we're expecting good things from him, and hopefully that happens again. Yeah, he was going to do Nosferatu, wasn't he? Yeah. He was, and then something happened with it. Hmm. And then they started talking about Doug Jones is going to play him, and someone else is going to direct it or something. I don't know whatever became of that, but um, can you think of anyone else who nailed it and then failed it? Yeah, I was trying to think of someone. I know there's at least two or three of them where it's just like, all right, here we go. It's like those bands that put out this really good album and then suck. Yeah. That that happens once in a while. It's like their their, uh, debut is so-so or it's okay, then their second album just rules and then everything else is them trying to recapture it. Mm. And I think Jordan Peele just has a lot to give. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hope so. And the comedic timing sure helps with the horror. Yeah. I had a trailer for his Twilight Zone before the movie. Yeah. Um, I don't think anything is ready to show from his Lovecraft project. Mm. Do you know what he's working on as far as that goes? That's going to be another series. Oh, so it just won't be one story. So it's not just going to be like Cthulhu for 90 minutes, which would be interesting. Yeah, That's the title. Watch that. Cthulhu, <laughs> Cthulhu for 90 minutes. For 90 minutes. Late, yeah. late night with Cthulhu. Late night with Cthulhu. <laughs> yeah, it's like we've awakened this ancient god from the depths, and he's got 90 minutes to do what he's got to do, and he plays by his own rules. <laughs> now, I was really going into this one with the high hopes and... and uh, very concerned that this could be all right the second one's a failure but everything everyone was saying right out of the gate was like nope this is good mm-hmm. and i'm glad that i agree yeah this felt more more um more george romero than the first one definitely um were you, how how far into the movie would you say you were before you started looking for you know societal comparisons or was it right out of the gate uh, I, I knew they'd be happening, but um... yeah, this xenophobia, this fear of the other, mm-hmm. that, that whole thing, kind of expecting it, 
and uh, and when it starts happening, it's like, well, who is this? Like the strangers, you know? And thankfully, no, it wasn't mm-hmm. like the strangers. Um, it was definitely home invasion. Oh yeah, it is for a while. Yeah, and the doppelganger thing. Mm-hmm. Did you find yourself thinking of coherence? Yes. Yeah, now that one. That, uh, which strangely came up today at random. Uh, one of my coworkers asked me if I'd seen that. Wow. And I was like, yes. And then I thought, oh, wow, that's a lot like us. Yeah. I've not seen that one. It's pretty good. Coherence? Yeah, it's on... Uh, it was on Shudder. It was on Shudder. I don't but know then, if it still is. Then but. I think it was on Netflix for a while. I could be mistaken about that. So is that a home invasion or a doppelganger? Doppel- Doppelgangers, yeah. Caused by a comet. So, yeah. pretty good $50,000 movie, largely improvised. Yeah. So, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and we had Nicholas Brendan. I interviewed him for the show, and uh, he he was one of the main characters in it. I do really enjoy the fact that he plays an actor whose claim to fame wasn't Buffy, but uh, Roswell. He's like, hey, I was Joe on Roswell. And yeah. apparently there was no Joe on Roswell. Oh, okay. <clears throat> it's like, yeah, it was the main guy. It was Joe. <laughs> and, there, and I thought that was kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, Nicky Brendan, he's he's an interesting guy if you ever get to meet him and talk to him. But uh, he he loved working on that movie. Yeah. He said that, you know, they were given some guidelines and they were just told, roll with that. Yeah. And I don't know if you could do a movie like this that way, but... This... I don't think you could. No, it's a little too intricate. Yeah. yeah. Everything was like a, I was going to say like a ballet almost, but then we got some ballet in yes. it too. <laughs> There's a lot of setup of things that are going to pay off at the end and layering and, and developing. So you think it's going to go one way, but then it becomes another thing. Yeah. You know, so you get the home and build up to a home invasion and then that becomes... Like a zombie invasion. Yeah, it kind of expands further and further out. Yeah. So it becomes this national crisis. Yeah, I was pretty concerned it was going to be a zombie movie. And it didn't really look like it from the previews, but it didn't look like it that was out of the question. Yeah. And we don't need another zombie movie right now, unless it's something as good as Train to Busan or The Battery. Yeah. If there's another one like that out there, fine, lay it on us. But otherwise, just stop it. <laughs> I don't think we need it now. Uh, bring on the werewolves, I think. This reminded me more of uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And- yeah. Yes. Yeah, any any replacement body snatcher doppelganger thing, is, I think that's good. Mm-hmm. There's a real werewolf shortage right now, so I think we need more werewolf. Werewolf shortage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have a zombie surplus and a werewolf shortage. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's where we've arrived. So, uh, yeah, we're we're trucking along in this movie, and it it doesn't waste a lot of time getting where it's going. Like we get uh, yeah, that opening sequence with the fairground is great. Yeah, I mean it's great to see in the theater because the the sound layering is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sound work on this film was fantastic. Yeah. Did, did you find yourself thinking there were people in the theater making noises? A couple times where it's like a voice sounded like it was right, right behind right, you. Right, Yeah. I thought it was an unruly audience member and it was just, you know, people at the carnival. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the voice off screen of one of the characters. Did you catch the Lost Boys reference? I was expecting 
with the boardwalk at Santa Cruz for everything to be Lost Boys. Well, the only thing was that she said they were filming a movie. Oh. And it would have been 1986, so right. they would have been filming Lost Boys at the time when she says at the beginning, they're looking for extras or something along those lines. Oh, okay. That's right. They did say that. That's mm-hmm. perfect. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't until later I was like, oh, that was the Lost Boys reference. That makes a lot of sense. Because it was the same boardwalk with yeah. Santa Cruz. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... Uh, or uh, what, what do they call it? Santa Carla? Something like that. I was trying to remember what the name of the city was in yeah, I think Lost it was, Boys. Because the real city is Santa Clara. That's yeah. a, that's the name of a real city. And yeah. then Santa Carla was the name oh, of the, okay. the town in uh, the Lost Boys. Where Foxy Granddad lives. Yeah. <laughs> and the sexy sax man. <laughs> that's right. A whole lot of sexy back then. Yeah. Yeah, 1986. <laughs> uh, yeah, so and we on the the first shot of the movies that slow push in on a TV and it's uh, you see the video cassettes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the one we couldn't read was the right stuff. Oh yeah, I could read that one. I couldn't read the one, one that was, was handwritten. Like Tuesday something. I couldn't make out what the second word was. There was a. Uh, there was the man with two brains. Man Chud. With two brains. Chud. Nightmare on the Street. right stuff. Than the handwritten one. Okay. I don't know what the handwritten one said, if anything. Yeah, it was like Tuesday something. Oh, okay. So then we got uh, the Hands Across America what's promo. That, what's the one that keeps coming up in uh, John Landis movies? It, it happens on a mm. Wednesday or something. Mm. I don't know. But it, all of his movies, there's some, something like in American Werewolf, it's the name of the porno movie in Piccadilly. That the, <laughs> Wolf gets into. Uh, huh, I can't watch it. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, we're we're right off of having watched this twenty four hours ago. Actually, we were getting out of the movie less yeah. less than twenty four hours ago. Yeah. So yeah, there, we've had just long enough to sit with it. I think. Yeah, I looked up, uh, uh, got hold of the Bible and looked up that reference that keeps popping up. The, so you have my eleven eleven. Yeah, so you have the the fella at the uh, fairground who has it on his forehead, and he's mm-hmm. and he's got the sign with Jeremiah eleven eleven. Yeah, and uh, you keep seeing eleven eleven pop up. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. there's an alarm clock. And have you known it to be a magical or lucky number? I think it's the pairing. Is that there's lots of pairing mm-hmm. reflections and things because right. it's about doppelgangers. Right. So eleven eleven, you have two elevens, and each eleven is made up of two ones figures. Yeah, and uh, and then uh, you know there's twins. Uh, there's two people wearing black flag t-shirts. Yes, yeah. I noticed that. Makes eleven eleven. Yep. Um, well, what else was there? The scissors. The scissors are like yeah, that's, two that's single like a, pieces put together make a, a tool. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, look, I looked it up. Yeah, if you uh, want to read it. Probably uh, everyone's done this. Right. Yeah. I was going to mention, though, that um, I did have a girlfriend many years ago who regarded 1111 as this magical number mm. and always happened to look at the clock when it was 1111. 1111. Yeah. She had trained herself to, subconsciously to look at it at 1111. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So this is Maybe. a... Jeremiah eleven eleven is uh, therefore thus says the Lord: Behold, I am bringing evil upon them which they cannot escape. Though they cry to me, I will not listen to them. 
Hmm. Hmm. Um, so. so Jeremiah was around in the... This is back in the days, so back way back, 7th century BCE, back when um, there was fighting in the Middle East and oh, yeah. Jerusalem was getting into trouble with neighbors and... Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm glad, glad we cleared that yeah. all up over the it's all sorted out. Years. Right, so uh, so uh, he he uh, he knew that Jerusalem had fallen to Babylon after fighting them, and um, and he was telling the Israelites who who settled there, um, it's because you you're worshiping pagan gods, uh-huh. you've turned away from God, and and you're you're being smitten, hmm. smoted, smoted. He did smite them. Yeah, okay. Smited. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna conjugate the verb to smite. <laughs> uh, so, um, biblical stuff. Why? Why do you reckon that is? What, what's Jordan Peele care about the Bible? That's what I wonder. Did he look it up afterwards? Yeah. Did Did or he did just he have that in mind, or did he like uh, Pulp Fiction with the Ezekiel twenty five seventeen? Well, it's this uh, the, the uh, people who come up from below it. It's some kind of movement, um, this kind of spiritual revolution, because they, you know, they're they're, they're rising up and uh, joining together, and they're uniform, and you know, they've got this kind of unity of thought. Right. And there's basically only one really thinking person among them. Right. Um, Everyone else is a velociraptor. Yeah. So it's kind of a religious thing. Yeah, everybody's just sort of following mindlessly. Yeah, so so uh, Red is the messiah of them because she's she's a little different, as we find out. And, uh, yeah, she can actually speak, and, and uh, she can um, act for herself mm-hmm. and take back her own volition. So it's like Treehouse of Horror. I think it was uh, season five or six where um, they they find out that. Bart has an evil twin in the attic named Hugo. Named Hugo. <laughs> but then, spoilers for The Simpsons uh, from you know, 25 tw- years ago. That uh, turns out that uh, Hugo is the good one and Bart was the evil twin. And they got switched right. early on. So that's kind of what happened here. And he was also inspired by, uh, there was a Twilight Zone episode called Mirror Image. What happens in that From one? The original series. Guy thinks the world's one way, and then it turns out it's the other. <laughs> <laughs> like every Twilight Zone. <laughs> they almost get off the island, and Gilligan fucks it up in the end. Like every Twilight Zone. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, this, this woman's at a train station or bus station, I think. Hmm. You're the Twilight Zone expert. I should yeah. be. I should be. And she sees someone who looks just like her. Who's just ahead of her and he's got similar luggage and is getting on the bus ahead of her and so on. And so she's really freaked out and she starts telling the people around her, no one believes her. Of course. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, uh, and then the fellow who's who's like trying to help her starts seeing a double of himself mm-hmm. on the wing, tearing on the wing <laughs> on the wing of the bus, <laughs> tearing tearing things apart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that sounds totally like something I would have seen, but you know, every year I watch the Twilight Zone marathon. On it, go, it starts like New Year's Day or New Year's Eve and runs for like twenty four or forty eight hours, and they do the same thing on Fourth of July weekend, I believe it is. Hmm. 
think it's Fourth of July weekend. It might be Memorial Day weekend, but they they do two marathons a year, and I think they're both on Sci-Fi. And um, yeah, there's always that. You know, the world seems like it should be one way, and and then it's another. <laughs> it turns out it's not. It's another way. Um. So. Did it sit okay with you guys that it turned out that this was a movement and not just a phenomenon? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. I think it's a vehicle outside. Yeah, let's see what that is. Hold on. There it stopped. Whatever it is, at least. Yeah, let's get Yeah, we're just going to be doing a whole lot of. A lot of noises. (laughs) Yep. A whole lot of noises. There we go. Yeah. There, that cleared it out. All right. What were we talking about? Twilight Zone? It was a movement. Oh, yeah. Okay. So did it sit okay with you guys that it turned out to be a movement and not just a phenomenon? Yeah. <laughs> really? With the horn? No one wants your car. Yeah. Who's going to steal your car? Is anyone dialing 911? No. Okay. I didn't think so. Uh, yeah, it said fine with me. I kind of liked that it went that way. That it was because at first I thought it would just be isolated to the family, right? You know, but then when it turned out, it was epidemic. Epidemic, yeah. Um, so did you, with the color red, did you start to think, all right, with the xenophobia and the color red, did you start to think about the Trumpies, the Trumpites? I thought communist. Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, big difference. That's, that's yeah. one of the ironies. You know, 100 years ago, red, a red revolution would be communists. I know. And now it's the opposite. End it of the still spectrum. disturbs me to this day that <laughs> the righties got the red in this country. Yeah. You know, it should be the other way around. Yeah. And if your politics are anywhere near center, uh, you're considered... Purple. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, purple's a nice color. I like it. Um Say, for example, you, you identify as a conservative person, but you're not far right. You're just, oh, I don't know, four or five inches to the right of center. That's not far right enough. And I think a lot of people on the left feel the same way. You're not far enough left. You're not, you're not down for the cause like you're supposed to be. And I kind of wonder if, uh, you know, identity politics and actual politics just uh, sort of go hand in hand. Well, you know, like Hands yeah. Across America. <laughs> um, looking at the whole thing, I was like, is there any way there's not some of that in here? Because there's, there's, a, there's a class war that was started by the haves, and it's being perpetrated upon the have-nots, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, and, and also the movie's about um, there's this underclass uh, that we live on top of, uh, and, uh, you know... We've we've done that to so many different kinds of people mm-hmm. uh, in our respective countries, and uh, so it, like the hands of across America references this 1986 event mm-hmm. where you paid to be in in this line yeah. of people across the country, and so, uh, and to then raise that was, awareness uh, for homelessness, right? And and a lot of these the homelessness was because of the very people who were participating in that chain, yeah. Uh, having changed the laws to, you know, throw people out of hospitals and yeah, stuff like that. So, 
Yeah, that that's something a lot of people um, may not be aware of. And there was a documentary, and I'll maybe get this title of it wrong, but it was from back rooms to back alleys. Mm-hmm. And it was about how during the Reagan administration, they just emptied out any state-run hospitals that helped mentally ill people, effectively putting them in the streets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you remember... Uh, if you're past a certain age and you remember a time when there wasn't somebody on literally every street corner uh, holding up a cardboard sign asking for money, it's because maybe if they were mentally ill, they had somewhere to go and to be treated. And that isn't a thing anymore. Yeah, same thing happened in Britain. Did it? Yeah, under Thatcher. They, they thought, oh, that's a good idea. Oh, Thatcher, yeah, the mirror image of Reagan. Threw everyone out of the hospitals. Yeah, how'd that work for you guys over there? Great. Same, same as it is. the same? Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of people... Well, ta- those people just integrated right into society, no problem. Yeah, they yeah. They got jobs and homes yeah. and... Pulled mm-hmm. up their bootstraps. Yeah. Yep. Dusted themselves off and everything was just dandy. Went up the down escalator. Yep. <laughs> it is It is really interesting to think about how uh, actual horror has happened a lot. And, and, and we have to have it uh, given back to us in the form of a movie to understand it. It's, yeah, it's because like, it's incremental. Whereas yeah. a movie can condense everything into a couple hours. Right. Yeah. Jordan Peele said, uh, "We are our own. We are our own worst enemy." Mm. Right. Which is like similar to Romero's, you know, um, zombie films where you know, we've seen the enemy and it's us. They're us, as as Pogo said, but. Um, yeah, so he, he turns it back on the people, you know, saying that you know that they're they're not just afraid of the other, they're afraid because they know they've created the other. Mm. Yeah, and and one of them indeed is the other. That's right. Now, how does this? Uh, so, so we're supposing, in the context of the film, that this is a movement where these people who are underground figuratively and literally uh, have gotten organized by a leader and they're ready to strike out and do what they're going to do. Um, why do they look just like other people? I mean, that, that's symbolic, but they are literal doppelgangers. Yeah, that were, Doesn't it say that they were engineered to act as kind of uh, puppets? Yeah, so kind of control the surface people. At least that's what Red says. Yeah, so the like one of the characters when when the family says, um, uh, she she mentions the the urban legend about fluoride being put in the water to control yeah. mines, and that's just dismissed as a silly story. But there's also urban legends about mole people who live in live mm-hmm. underground. Yeah, and reptilians. Yeah, and reptilians. Reptilians. That's what he should have put in here too some reptilians yeah we could have used a few good reptilians so, so he's, he's playing with these urban legends but you know the yeah the, the idea is that they are us and we, we put them there yeah yeah there's there's definitely something to be said for uh, what happens when you threaten somebody's privilege by making them equal like if you if if you tell somebody that uh someone who they've uh they've subjugated is going to is going to be given equal rights. That suddenly feels like a threat to a privileged mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems to be a real problem right now. Well, it always is, isn't it? Well, well, yeah. Well, it's becoming, it's becoming a more um, 
uh, a more current event. It's becoming a more present problem. Like there are people who can't believe you would want to pull down the statues of uh, Confederate generals and that kind of thing. It's like, yeah, just like you don't see a lot of Hitler statues in Germany right now, do you? <laughs> Probably not. I mean, not to say that it's exactly the same thing, but it's it's along the same lines. You don't leave that stuff up and, and uh, you know, that's part of our history. We have to leave it there. Yeah. No, that's not what we do. Uh, so, Especially since most of those were erected in the 1900s. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, and were specifically put up to keep people in place. Mm. Yeah. You know, they were not erected right after the Civil War. They were erected, you know, 30 or 40 years after. As, huh. a, as a constant reminder that this is where you live. Yes. And don't get out of line. Yes. Huh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's something that um, I, I can't blame anybody uh, who disagrees for insisting, hey, let's get rid of this nonsense. Yeah. I mean, we don't see it around us. Because uh, we have very few Confederate statues here in Colorado. That's right. Don't move here. <laughs> We're north of the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> don't move here. <laughs> Will beseeches you. Do not move here. Yeah. It's full. It's full of doppelgangers. <laughs> So, there yeah. A lot of similar looking people yeah. running around now. I used to run into doppelgangers at my college all the time. There'd be people who looked just like somebody else. It was <laughs> kind of unusual. Have you ever run into a legit doppelganger of someone you know? Not of yourself, but of someone you know? Yeah, in college there would be people and you'd be like, hey, there's James. And you'd go, hey, James. And then you'd realize he's not waving back. And you get a little closer and you realize, oh, that's not him at all. But I mean, like, even up close, like somebody really looked like someone else. Mm. We just ran across a neighbor who uh, looks like John Malkovich, but not not thin enough. Oh. His name's John, so it made it really easy for me to remember his name next time I see him. It's like, oh, John as in Malkovich. So there you go. I, I see a lot of celebrity lookalikes. Mm, yes. I spot them easily. I'm good at that. But I can't say I've seen a lot of doppelgangers of people that I know personally I, I, maybe once or twice people had a strong resemblance but not like you would mistake them so you, yeah. you pointed out that they're wearing red which also harkens back to Michael Jackson in oh, Thriller yeah the red leather jacket okay yeah mm -hmm. so that was that was a thing and then there was a single glove right yeah I was expecting a thriller dance at some point in this movie and it never happened. <laughs> mm. I mean, I'm okay that it didn't happen. I mean, there would have been a clever way to include it for maybe uh, the young man to fool his doppelganger mm. by making a mirror it rather than just walking backward into the fire. Oh, okay. That would have been kind of cool. Yeah. To start that sequence with the thriller dance and then just walk it, moonwalk back into the fire, perhaps. Hey, maybe. That could have worked. Could have. I would have been all right with that. Um, but yeah, there was there were some Michael Jackson things. Okay, so we had red as in um, maybe, uh, maybe a modern day reference to, oh, the red hats, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, when they all joined hands and did the Hands Across America thing, I thought of, oh, they're building a wall. Mm -hmm. Is yeah. that what they're doing? Could I mean, is it possible Jordan Peele didn't mean that literally to be some uh, symbolism it's kind of a wall of unity rather than a, a fort 
fortification. It's uh, it's like we are here. You know, you have to deal with us now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's terribly different either. <laughs> We're here. We're fortified and you have to deal with us. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It, at the risk of, you know, getting too political about things, I just have to, I but, have to mention those things. Like the, uh, the, uh, the thriller thing, because, you know, she's, she's wearing the t-shirt at the start and that yeah. gets swapped. And, and you have uh, the Jackson character in the, in the video. Um, he's, he's also a dual character because he becomes a werewolf or something yeah he yeah he's a cat cat. yeah he's supposed to be a werewolf but he's a cat. yeah so that's another like doubling like good and bad uh, twin thing yeah and you you have the actual michael jackson who's you obviously got his other side yeah um and that kind of uh, and you also have the uh, the little kid jason who's wearing his horror mask most of the time yeah. Which is, uh, I think it's a werewolf, it's a wolf man. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't tell if it was werewolf or if he was supposed to be Chewbacca. Yeah, was, he's, but he's got those prominent he's fangs, fangs, which Chewbacca like, doesn't yeah. have so much. I was trying to work out if he was King Kong or a wolf man, but I think the wolf man works better because it's this, it's this he, he's aware of how uh, the duality of, you know, how one person can become a, a bad thing. Yeah. Um, so that, so it helps him clue in and deal with things events as they go along and and accept uh what his mother is yeah there's some thought that maybe he himself was switched at some point but i don't know when he would have been other than perhaps when he went missing on the beach yeah but i don't think he was no so what about the rabbits yes what about the rabbits um did you pick up on anything that that was supposed to symbolize? Well, I think it's like it makes you think of Alice through the looking glass. Okay. Uh, because you literally go through a looking glass. That's true. Maze and finds the rabbits and goes down the hole. Yeah. Uh, but it also explains how they've been stayed alive all this time because uh, they've been feeding off the rabbits. Right. And they're also um, it's like a parallel between them as experimental subjects and the cages of rabbits yeah yeah and i, I was and also also did notice uh, zora wears a t-shirt which says uh uh doll yeah which is vietnamese for rabbit oh, oh okay she, I wonder what she's the runner about. okay yeah she's, she's the runner of the group okay that makes a lot of sense yeah i was i, I was meaning to look that up too but uh okay good so everybody has their strength and their weakness. Yeah, I looked up all their names. Like I went, I got like, my bullfinches mythology out and stuff, and look, look, looked at everyone's names and s- saw if they represented something. Did you come up with anything else? Yeah. What you got? Should I go through them? Sure. Yeah, let's hear this. Of course. Right. Well, let's start off with the uh, the above ground people. You got Adelaide Wilson. Uh, I don't know how far you can take Adelaide. Yeah. Uh, it's Germanic for noble kind. Hmm. A noble sort. Hmm. Um, you have her, her, so her husband is Gabriel, uh, which means God is my strength in Hebrew. Okay. Um, he defends Israel against uh, people around them. So that, uh, again, relates to the Jeremiah quote. Uh, and uh, in Islam, uh, Gabriel reveals uh, 
wisdom to the prophets. So he basically mm. dictates the Quran, the Quran to the prophets. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and you've got Zora. Um, Zora is Slavic for dawn, as oh. in uh, it's related to Aurora. Oh, okay. Um, uh, and you also might be a reference to Zora Neale Hurston, who's like a she was a novelist. That's who I thought wrote about they racial were issues and and uh, researched voodoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back in the early twentieth century, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you got the the little boy is Jason, which is Greek for to heal. Yeah. Um, some people speculate that he's he's a reference to Jason Voorhees. Oh. Because he's he wears the mask and he's traumatized by his his mother being Maybe. a bit of a monster and yeah. Um, I don't know. If, that could work. Yeah, I mean, it's, does that work for you? Well, it's 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 a thread at least that could connect it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it's tangentially con- connected or not connected at all, uh, I mean, only Jordan Peele could really tell us for sure. Right. Uh, it's definitely stuff. I mean, you might have just named that because it, it just amused him to do so. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying this is the significance. No, um, of course not. Then you've got their friends, the Tylers. You've got Kitty Tyler. Uh, that's from Catherine. Uh, Catherine is a Greek. The origin means each of two. Well, what do you know about that? Um, And you've also got, uh, it's related to to Hecate, which is a Greek mythological figure, kind of a witch, um, associated with the underworld, crossroads, witchery. Uh, And then her husband is Josh, um, isn't he? Yeah, Josh. Uh, so Joshua is Hebrew for uh, Yahweh saves, mm-hmm. um, and uh, in the Bible, Joshua is uh, succeeds Moses as the leader of the Israelites. Okay, uh, on their way to Jerusalem, um, and uh, and Jesus is derived from Joshua, Yeshua, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they have twins. Oh, so in the movie, don't they? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And one of them really likes to go in the water. So their, their names are Becca and Lindsay. Uh, Rebecca um, literally means join mm. in Hebrew. And she was the wife of Isaac. Okay. He was one of the sons of Abraham. Yeah. And uh, and then the other one, uh, yeah, Lindsay, is Old English for Lincoln Island. Hmm. Uh, which doesn't have much significance in itself, but uh, Lincoln, the other famous Lincoln is Abraham. Right. And we do have an Abraham in this movie. Uh, <laughs> and Lincoln literally means a lake colony. Um, don't know what you can make of that. Hmm. And then uh, as far as the uh, tethered go, Adelaide is red. So red, you have the, the costumes. Right. Association with uprisings of various kinds, mostly communist. Yeah. Right. From back in the day. Uh, color of anger. Yeah. Blood. Mm-hmm. Um... And then uh, Gabriel's one is Abraham, which is Hebrew for father of many. Uh, he's the father of Isaac, who begets the Jews, and Ishmael, who begets uh, Arabs. Okay. Um, 
you have uh, Zora is uh, her double is uh, Umbre, which is Latin for shadows. Mm, okay. All right. Uh, Jason's is Pluto. Uh, Pluto was a <coughs> figure of wealth. Um, that's what his name means in ancient Greek. Uh, in he's he's like he was he's kind of um, mashed together with Hades, yeah, who was the uh, brother of Zeus who took over running the underworld, Tartarus. Yes. Um, so, uh, uh, but they were associated because uh, wealth is the minerals that come out of the ground. Okay. Oh. So he was he was this like earth figure, and then and of course uh, Hades is the guy oh. who disappears into the earth and yeah. And likes it down there. Um, yeah. uh, uh, Hades also is the one who carries uh, Proserpine into Tartarus. He kidnaps a girl. Yeah. Takes her down below. She can only come back every six months. Yeah. Do you know why? Because she only ate six pomegranate seeds. Yeah. It's like, uh, so they, they, they try to bargain to get her back. Uh, her mother tries to get her back, mm-hmm. but uh, the condition is that she can't have eaten anything while she was down there. Oh, that's right. And uh, but by the time they get her back, she's eaten pomegranate seeds. So they make a deal that she can come up for six months, and then she has to go back to the yeah. to Hades. Um, and that's why we have fall and winter, right? Uh, and summer and spring. And 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 Pluto also wears a uh, race driver's fire retardant mask, and of course oh. he dies via a f- burning car. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he had been burned before. We weren't told how, were we? No. Yeah. It doesn't explain. Yeah, you might have just been mucking around with fire and burning yeah. himself. Then uh, Kitty's double is Dahlia. Of course, you know Dahlia. Yes, I but, wondered if that was not. The black dahlia. Yeah, she's she's referencing. mutilated about the face and everything. Yeah, and cut in two. Yeah. So she was just cut into two. Yeah. And then Josh's double is Tex. Yes. <laughs> Tex, where the border runneth. Oh yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I don't know if that's the reason. Uh, and then the twins are uh, uh, Becca and Lindsay are uh, doubled with Io and Nix. Uh, Io is a, uh, she was a mistress of Jupiter, but mm. to hide her, he turned her into a hypha. Oh, okay. And uh, so that when his wife came along, she she just see him hanging out with a cow. Yeah. <laughs> but that didn't go well for uh, Io, and she had to flee to Egypt, and uh, uh, she eventually gets transformed back into a person. Oh, wow. But. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Nyx, uh, uh, Nyx are Germanic shapeshifters, water spirits. Oh, really? Uh, it mean, literally means wash. Oh, okay. Hmm. I was thinking pig Latin. <laughs> Nyx. <laughs> but you see one of the twins uh, you know, on the beach saying, oh, we should go in the water. And... Yeah. But... So did you end up um, noticing sort of a visual... A reference to the shining with the twins a couple times uh i felt like i did when uh, definitely when they were dead yeah when they're lying at the top of the stairs and uh, oh yeah <clears throat> then there was something also with the um with the door opening and the water 
came rushing out, reminded me of the elevator full of blood. Oh, okay. So I do believe Jordan Peele was like, I'm going to throw you some uh, fun Shining references here. But uh, I didn't have time to count all the rabbit hutches to see like how many there were and whether that was <clears throat> anything to do with the numerology behind The Shining. Okay. Well, he gave ten films to the cast to watch in oh. preparation, and The Shining was one of them. I don't oh, yeah. have a list of all ten films, but I didn't hear about this. Yeah, if you look it up, you can <clears throat> find it online. That's really the interesting. Shining was one. Um, Funny Games was another. I would hope that um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers would be one. Yeah, I believe that was on there. Wow. And you noticed uh, a Blade Runner? Yeah, the Blade Runner reference, um, visually anyway. Uh, so when you see the twins lying dead at the top of the stairs. Then in the background, you see who I assume was the mother cartwheel in the background, like Pris did in Blade mm, Runner. She's one of the replicants, of course. Yeah, which is really kind of interesting. So I do wonder if Blade Runner was on the list, too. I don't remember Blade Runner being on the list. <clears throat> Stepford Wives? Been. No, I don't think they were on there. So that's another doppelganger. Yeah. Um, Time Machine? I don't mm. remember. Time Machine, you got these underground... Yes, you've got the moral People who are actually running the show. Yeah. A Boy and His Dog would be a good one. Mm. I haven't seen that in a lot of years. And I, I think I saw it and then years later, like two or three years later, was told, yeah, that was Don Johnson in that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was young Don playing Johnson. Playing the dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. He's playing the boy. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so you have that one. Um, yeah. The, Chud and... Chud, yes. Yeah. Chud was on there. Yeah cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers yeah, that's right <laughs> yeah i was trying to think of it and will just said it that's um, another movie where where you have that acronym and it they think it means something but by the end of the movie it means something else and it's to do with the government it's experiments below ground yeah oh chud's a pretty good one it's been so, a long time since i've seen it but yeah, I, I watched it again a few years ago, and it didn't didn't I, hold up. Yeah, it, it's still it, you know still fun to watch, but yeah. it's not as good as I remembered it. Oh. So, do doppelgangers really work for you as far as a, a villain or a, a scary thing? Sure. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're very disturbing because it's someone who's just like you, but not quite. Who's going to take you? Have to be out the picture for them to survive. Yeah, you're a little off. They yeah. think like you. Yeah, they kind of act like you. Yeah. Sort of, but not really. Yeah, I think this could be a thing, and hopefully <clears throat> and hopefully, people who um, don't have as much talent or thought don't just jump on this, not knowing why. Wasn't the last Stephen King novel, The Outsider, that was a doppelganger story, oh, wasn't it? I don't know. So if they're making a film of that, there'll be another one. Mm. And I'm okay with it if it's original material that... It already existed or was done well but you know for people to say oh what are we doing now hair metal all right let's start a band <laughs> are we doing doppelgangers yeah what's scary now doppelgangers uh werewolf doppelgangers <laughs> we just need more werewolves that's all i'm saying severe shortage we just <laughs> severe yeah so um the way this whole, the whole thing came around, we were given some exposition and we were even shown scenes of the things that happened. We weren't just told the exposition, we were shown like in uh, flashbacks sort of. Mm -hmm. 
I wasn't entirely fond of that, but I, I can't say I hated it, but I, mm-hmm. I could have lived without it. Yeah. She could have just said, here's what happened, and too bad if you don't like it. Yeah, I found it more potent <clears throat> when I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Isn't that always the case, yeah. though, with these? I mean, whatever you think of is always going to be a little bit better than what they come up with, mm-hmm. ultimately. Yeah. At least that's been my experience. Right. They didn't explain everything. No, they didn't. And uh, a lot of the critiques I read today, uh, people were upset with things left unexplained and things that they thought were uh, plot holes. Although I won't necessarily think they were plot holes. They were more like just questions that aren't answered. Like, where'd they get all the red jumpsuits and the scissors (laughs) and one driving glove? (laughs) You know, which did occur to me during the film was like, that was the one thought. It was like, wait, where'd they get all those red jumpsuits if that wasn't what they were required to wear in the beginning? But mm-hmm. whatever, it's a movie. Yeah, same sort of thing happens in Get Out. Yeah. There's stuff that, oh, how did that happen? How did that happen? Exactly. And you just have to kind of push past those. Mm-hmm. You can get bogged down on logical details for films, but I mean... You were okay with the space wizards, but... (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. One thing I wondered about was um, at the start, in 1986, she goes into this uh, funfair thing, which is like a spirit. Yeah, a shaman's journey, uh, spirit journey. Yeah, and it's like find yourself, and so she goes in there. But then uh, down the road, so like uh, 30 years later... It's uh, it's been changed into a, a Merlin's cabin or something. Um, yeah. So I thought it was funny that it it had been like made it had been updated and made PC, but it was still there, and and it's an access to the people below. So I wonder how that was opened. So there's that the one uh, doppelganger comes up to the surface. Yeah. Um, and then that's because she's got. She she she's got better better you know, uh, more layers of function to her brain. Yeah. So she can do that, and the others just it does never occurs to them to come yeah. up. Yeah, and also uh, there's a storm, so the power outage, at least this is the explanation I've heard, is the power goes out, so then she can go up the down escalator. Oh, okay. At at the beginning, because there's a big storm that rolls in. <laughs> So uh, I don't know if that's true. This is a movie I think that would be uh, well worth watching another time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because you know, I definitely. think you'd you'd definitely pick up on a lot more connecting oh, yeah. threads and whatnot. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it a few times. I mean, this is just uh, you know, it's just another horror movie. is is going to be a, like a landmark. Yeah. Right. We were present for that. Yeah. But we were also present for the um, the damage being done to a small child. Um, <laughs> oh, I was, yes, yes. Yeah. You, and you were sitting yeah, there, too. Yeah, we're just a couple seats away. Or were you right next to the kid? Uh, Eugenia was sitting right next to the kid. Yeah. Well, how old the kid was? Like four uh, or five years I'd old? I'd say she was probably about four. Yeah. And she kept asking mom, is this real or is this a dream? Yeah. Yeah. So she's going to have some real nightmares mm-hmm. about twins. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it was great. Yeah, but when you're watching the trailers, they had trailers for uh, Pet Cemetery, mm-hmm. Ma, yeah, and uh, uh, Curse of La Llorona, yeah, um, and 
you know, I'll, I'll watch all of them at some point. But yeah. uh, w- watching them and waiting for this movie, it just felt like I was waiting for. If if it was in the early seventies, I'd be waiting for The Exorcist, and they'd be showing trailers for yet another Dracula movie. Yes. Like, oh great, La Llorona, yet another skinny uh, woman with bad long hair, long fingernails. That looks suddenly like popping nothing out. but jump scares. Yeah, right. uh, Ma looks, so looks the most interesting of the three because, I mean, not that it looked good, but it at least looked like a different take, kind of. Right. That was interesting because, like, especially with the playing before us, it was about this black woman. Yeah. Bringing who, in white kids, corrupting yeah. them, or or leading them to further corruption. They're they're already up for it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but, I don't but it know gave how. away the entire movie. I felt like I'd seen it. I did feel like I had seen it. Yeah. So that's one of those I have to wait till it comes out on video. So hopefully I've kind of forgotten. Yeah, I like that actor. I forget her name. She's, yeah, she's good. Um, oh, Octavia Spencer? Yeah. I knew it was that Octavia right. something. And what was the what was the movie we... I don't know if it was if it was this or something else that we saw the... The previews where um, there's a young woman who finds uh, a handbag on the train and then uh, returns it. I think it's called Greta. Hmm, no, that or must something have been like something that. else. Okay. They give away, like, the big reveal in the preview. Oh, man. And That's why I don't watch previews anymore. If you can avoid them, it's not a bad idea to avoid them because they're going to give away, you know, some pretty revealing clues. Mm-hmm. You're going to see this and go, oh... That person yeah. knows this thing or does this thing or whatever, but yeah. um, but for that movie where the young woman returns the handbag to its rightful owner, it's just the the wow reveal moment right in front of you, and you're like, "This is stupid. Why did you do that?" Because <laughs> people don't want to go to movies where there's unexpected occurrences. Nobody wants to be surprised. Yeah, everyone's. Well, you know, I watched the trailer for us, and thankfully, it didn't spoil it too much. No, it yeah. it, it just looked like yeah, it, I avoided everything as well. Yeah, that's what I have to do now. I right. can't watch trailers anymore because it's just they spoil them every time, and I'd yeah. rather go into a movie not knowing anything about it. I avoid critiques, anything. Mm-hmm. I, I watched the first trailer for Godzilla, the new Godzilla. Oh that's yeah. yeah, I'm in. That looks great. I don't want to see anything more. There are about six trailers in now. Oh, my God. Yeah, I watched that one you posted. That looked really good. Yeah. Go watch the movie. But that was it. And for me, I'm not watching anymore either. I think I might have forgotten to mention that they had an excellent seven-foot-high model at C2E2 of the new Godzilla. Oh. Or a miniature, as I think uh, (laughs) Will pointed out. (laughs) Someone pointed out that it was a miniature. Um, But, yeah, the detail was stunning on Mm. it. Now... To bring it back around to like my one and only critique or disappointment about the movie was I didn't need exposition. I would have been yeah. glad to not know. Yeah. Like who they were, how they did it, or why they did it. Just that they did do it. Yeah. Would have been fine with me. That is not even a negative thing to say. I mean, that was someone's style choice. That was someone's storytelling choice. Right. Yeah, I felt the same thing that the that it kind of weakened... I don't want to say weakened the film, but... If there was a problem with the film, it was the exposition dump at the end. Yeah. That tried to tie everything up with a neat bow. And I wonder if that was just 
knowing how dumb a lot of the audience is. That really sounded mean, but that's because it was. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh, you yeah, know. I did put it. Did put a crimp in the suspense at the end. You know. Yeah. yeah. Took took some of the air out of the uh, momentum. I think. Yeah, and and the the worst thing that we can say about this movie is maybe the best thing we can say about a lot of other movies. Mm, yeah. So I'll take it. I don't care. And, and the other thing I felt was um, the same way I feel about uh, like Romero's zombie movies. Uh, they're made by liberal, you know, intelligent liberal people, mm-hmm. but uh, the fantasy plays into the the opposite end of things because it's like, oh. If there's this uprising, you got to arm up and fortify, and then you can survive. Right. That's yeah. what the movies show you. Right. So it does play into that fantasy from the the other end of the yeah political spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you can avoid that and and have your characters get through to the end. Yeah. Man, this one was pretty heavy. Uh, now I don't think the boat names had anything to do with anything, anything but <laughs> oh, they were a, funny. That was, uh, the, did you like the humor in it? Yeah, I yeah. like the humor too. I saw a lot of critiques of people who did not like the humor, who felt that it was out of place. I don't agree. And yeah. I don't agree at all. No, I oh, thought, no. you know, it was, it was perfect. I right. mean, but I like a little bit of comedy in my horror films. Mm-hmm. I don't like everything to be super earnest or... Well, even if it's like too dark, somebody trying to run for safety and they run into a branch and knock themselves out. I mean, that's still funny in a movie where nothing funny is happening. Yeah. And, and every time something like that happens in a movie, we all laugh or we should uh, yeah. or, or we're being asked to anyway. But in this movie, yeah, there were genuinely funny moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't remember one of the characters said something about... Oh, that is just some white people shit right there. <laughs> the key in the lock. In oh, the, the, in the, the hide in a key. The hide a key. The hide a key. There is some a... white shit there. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, okay, so back to the boats. The boats were named Crawdaddy and Biatch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was a yacht in the middle of Biatch. Biatch. Uh, yeah. Those um, probably had nothing to do with anything except what would be a funny boat name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The piece of garbage boat was the crawdaddy. <laughs> oh, so. I really liked the dad in this. He was good. Yeah. He was really good. I don't yeah. know what we know him from. but He was uh, in Black Panther. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes Which sense. I still haven't seen, but. You haven't seen it? No. Oh, I'll bring it next time. Oh, okay. I thought I'd learn it too. No, oh, that's really good. I tend not to go back if I miss Marvel movies. I take it like a comic book issue. I didn't get to the store in time, and I missed out on Black Panther. Okay, I had plenty of time to get down there, but my mom didn't want to go grocery shopping. Hey, there'll be a Green Goblin. Don't worry. Yeah, you can get something else. Yeah, get a cracked magazine. Yeah, sure. It's as good as Mad. Yeah, totally. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of times it was. <laughs> yeah, John Severin doing the covers. Yeah. yeah. Did a lot of the stories. And the stories too. Yeah, the main parody was normally John's work. Yeah. And for any listeners who haven't heard our story before, uh, we all worked at an art supply store together and John Severin uh, was one of our customers that we were yeah. lucky enough to help a few times. And He uh, only came in on Saturdays, my day off, so I never got to meet him. Oh, we did do Saturdays. Or no, he only came on a on a day that I wasn't ever there, it seemed huh. like. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. 
I got to help him a couple of times. And I only knew it was him because Jolien called me on my portable phone and told me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was very excited to meet him. It's like, you're helping John Severin right now. I'm like, (laughs) the? And he's like, yes, the. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, it was weird. But um, yeah, that has nothing to do with this movie, but fun anecdote all the same. Um, So uh, do you think non-horror fans can handle this movie as a thriller? A quote-unquote thriller, no pun intended. I think so. It was violent, but it wasn't super bloody. Do you see worse it, things on a cop show? Not, it, I didn't find it great, but it definitely counted every time. Because like, like when the like Gabriel was crawling away from his doppelganger, I was like, oh, God. Yeah. And he's, he's going to be stabbed, and you've seen that a million times, but it really counted. You know, You really didn't want something to happen to him. Yeah. So that's really effective. It was. It was, yeah. yeah. I, I said they're tense the whole movie. Yeah. The, the oh, peril, yeah. yeah, the peril was we way worse down, than the gore. That movie started and about uh, you know, a couple of minutes in. Uh, Emily gripped my hand and didn't let it go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is that awesome. Totally. Yeah, yeah, the peril was worse than the gore. Mm-hmm. By far, I think. For, yeah, you didn't want anything bad to happen to these people. Yeah, and yeah. we and we can all handle peril and gore, but mm-hmm. uh, man, it was something else. And the and the gore was nothing worse than what you see on TV these days, right? Other as, than the awful sound design for the blood. Oh God, I know that was, was awful. So gushy and glitchy. When, uh, yeah, when a oh. kitty was stabbed. Yeah, yeah, a lot of gurgling and just <sighs> glitchy sounds. Uh, yeah, the sound design. You know, if they if they win an Academy Award for it, I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it worked. And I saw Steven Spielberg credited as yeah. a thank you at the end. Uh, I, I was wondering if maybe that was the uh, the opening scene where it's all child's point of view. Uh, the camera's right at her level, mm-hmm. uh, so it's just like ET. Oh, so maybe okay. he was like consultant on how they did that for you know because all of ET was shot like that from the, yeah. the kid's eye level. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Jason wore a Jaws t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where do you get a Jaws t-shirt right. these days? Yeah, you, have to, you have to go see Spielberg. I know Spielberg. Everybody, everybody was talking after the movie how this would be the great Halloween costume, just red jumpsuit, yes, sandals, yeah. and the scissors. And I actually thought before that, we saw them in the red jumpsuits. I was like, I think Jason costume would be a pretty good halloween costume with the if you could get a jaws shirt and a werewolf mm-hmm. mask and that would mm. be it and you yeah. know just wear that people who knew who had seen the movie would get it but nobody else would they'd be like why, why is this lazy werewolf <laughs> yeah this vacuum form piece of crap werewolf mask on the top of your head yeah yeah that is that, that works though i like that mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> well you got it all sorted out oh, now. i'm like i'm going as jason for halloween that's right. And not Jason Voorhees. <laughs> nope, that's been done to death. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, horror fans, obviously, duh, go see this. Yeah. And if you listen to this and you're hearing us say this now, what are you doing? <laughs> and it's a really well-made film. Oh, Very yeah, well-made. beautiful looking. Yeah. Great sound. Yeah. Just really good film, even at the first row. Yeah. Looking up at it. Yeah. Ninety feet tall. Yeah, if somebody were to hand somebody a pen on screen from uh, you know, less than an arm's length away from each other, you have to crane your whole neck, you yeah. move your whole head side to side to see the movement. I, I had a second of thinking, Oh, I hope this isn't in three D because one, I don't have glasses and, and two is <laughs> it's, it's gonna be 
It's too close. Yeah. It's going to go right over your head. Yeah. 3D, you got to be halfway back. Well, thankfully, we have those chairs that recline all the way into bed position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that made it uh, watchable. Yeah. If they didn't have it, I don't think I'd be able to have watched it. No. It's too close. Yeah, it would have been bad. So uh, with that, obviously, we recommend it. Um, uh, guys, I was going to suggest because, uh, you know, I ran into uh, Uncle Lloyd, Lloyd Kaufman. Um, mm-hmm. We were talking about, well, should we do Toxic Avenger? And Jolien, I know you resist this one. I don't have a big resistance to it. I enjoyed one and is it four, the last one? Okay. I haven't seen I've only seen one. I think I've seen the uh, one sequel, which I'm assuming was the second one. Um, Tra- Trauma move when they the movies they've made. Apologies to your buddy Lloyd. <laughs> Maybe they've made themselves. I, I I like the posters and the titles make me laugh usually. Yeah. But the actual yeah. movies, not not much fun. Well, but, uh, they've they've distributed interesting movies, especially they when they were starting up. Yeah. Well, full disclosure, I haven't watched a trauma movie in a long time, except for that the one we watched. Um, was Street Trash a, pr- a trauma, or was it just felt like a trauma? I think it just felt like a trauma. Mm. Well, that's the closest thing to a trauma movie I've watched in many, many years. So that uh, that makes me think, you know what? We're going to have to go to the basement. We just haven't done it in a while. Yeah, go from a really good one to it. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to a not so good one. Yeah, we don't we don't want to bum anybody out uh, by trying to compare anything to us because it's not doable at this point. You know, um, uh, Robert Eggers was the name of that guy I was trying to think of earlier that did The Witch. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so unless he comes out with a movie in the next week and <laughs> we run out and see it, uh, I don't know what else we could do except for just take a deep dive and oh yeah this is like us was the movie of the year yeah as far as i'm concerned and yeah yeah I'd, I'd be very happy to be proved wrong but oh I w- oh yeah i would love to be proved uh, wrong at least as horror movies go it, yeah it doesn't get much better no if, if at all so no, uh, i don't think anything will really top it well if you guys are up for it i say let's watch toxic avenger um, sure yeah. i have a blu-ray oh okay <laughs> it's autographed uh yeah i met lloyd he's i, I can't call him uh, a close friend i can call him an acquaintance now <laughs> so uh a distant you, friend yeah if you guys are cool with that we'll do it if not then we can come up with something else sure right. why not yeah i mean it's been a million years since i watched toxic avenger yep and it's been longer than that for me yeah Shall we wrap this up? Okay, let's wrap it up. Hey, listeners, thank you for listening. Stay off the moors. Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it bad because I'm brown. And not the other color, so police think they have the authority to kill a minority. Fuck that shit because I ain't the one for a punk motherfucker with a badge and a gun to be beaten on. And thrown in jail, we can go toe-to-toe in the middle of a cell. Selling narcotics. You rather see me in the pen than me and Lorenzo rolling in a benzo. Be the police out of shape, and when I finish, bring the yellow tape to tape off the scene of the slaughter. Still getting swallowed up bread and water. I don't know if they fags or what. Search a nigga down and grabbing his nuts. And on the other hand, 
going out for the white cop. Ice Cube will swarm on any motherfucker in a blue uniform. Just cause I'm from the CPT, punk police are afraid of me. Huh? A young nigga on the warpath. And when I finish, it's gonna be a bloodbath of cops dying in LA. Yo, Dre, I got something to say. Homies nag me to take the dang out of the bag. 
I'm so keyed up till the joint be burning my hand. Next time I roll it in a hamper to burn slow so the ashes won't be burning in my hand, bruh. Hoogies get hit, but they know they got a pitch and bent. I roll a joint that's longer than your extension. Cause I'll be damned if you get high off me for free. Hell no, you better bring your own slip cheap. What's up, don't babysit that? Better pass the joint. Stop hitting cause you know you got asthma. Crack the body open, homie, and guzzle it. Cause I know the weed in my system is getting lonely. I gotta take a whiz test to my PO. I know I feel cause I done smoked major weed, bro. And every time we with Chris, that fool rolling up a fatty. But the tango race straight had me. So let's head to the east Hit the stroll to 9-0 So we can roll big hashish I wish I could fade the eight But I'm no budget Still rolling the two-door Cut the same old bucket Foggy window, soggy endo I'm in the land getting smoke With my kid up in smoke Yuck, I spray your layer down Up in the OAK, the town Homies don't play around We down there, blaze a pound Then ease up, speed up through the ESO Drink the VSOP up With the lemon squeeze up And everybody's roller I'm the roller That's quick to fold up Blunt out of a bunch of sticky doja Hold up, suck up my weed It's all you do, kicking feet Cause we're IBs, we need to have like the foo-foo. Oh, oh, oh.